Welcome to Spiritual Warfare. My name is Teresa. Kay is actually in Africa on mission trips. She left a few days ago. We had we recorded a bunch probably up through April. When she gets back, I think two weeks later, she's going to Guatemala. I don't know. She's a busy girl on these trips here lately. So we did get some pre-recorded. I just bought a book called Imagine Heaven, Near-Death Experiences, God's Promises, and the Exhilarating Future that awaits you. I have, haven't even looked into it. I just saw it, thought it was interesting. So we will go through this together and see what this is about. It is by John Burke. To mom and dad, I love you. I miss you. And I'm so grateful for the touch of heaven you gave me growing up. Now you know what heaven is really like. And I can't wait until our whole family is together forever. Imagine heaven. Imagine understanding it. I've found that people all over the world will show up to hear someone talk about heaven. They will read books about heaven, whether they would admit it or not. Everyone wants to know if there is life after death. After all, the death rate is 100%. Since the release of my book, 90 Minutes in Heaven, A True Story of Death and Life, in which I described how I was crushed by an 18-wheeler, pronounced dead for 90 minutes, and visited heaven. People have, have often asked why I did not write more about heaven. I shared what I experienced while there and nothing more. To add to my personal experiences would have been disgenuous and fanciful. What I experienced reflects what the Bible says about heaven. Many other devoted Christians have experienced and shared similar, similar glimpses of the afterlife. They have received every imaginable response to their personal stories. Some pundits have been condescending, smug, and even mean-spirited in the responses to near-death experiences. So what is the truth about heaven and who is telling it? The Bible has numerous accounts of people who died and came back to life. Should we really be surprised that modern medical science affords even more such miracles? With the avalanche of people who come forward in recent years to relay heavenly experiences, someone passionate about the scriptures should examine those experiences. John Burke has taken up the challenge. Rather than arriving at conclusions based on personal biases, his tests whether or not these first-hand reports of life after death are legitimate and accurate. Finally, someone has written a book that clearly examines heaven and hell or what happens after we die. Across an amazing group of diverse individuals, Burke skillfully considers each near-death experience, and he concludes that these Folks don't reveal such intimate life and death details indiscriminately. Indeed, they often do so with great difficulty. Many are reluctant witnesses, but witnesses nonetheless. All were astonished and transformed by what they saw, smelled, felt, and heard. Three cheers for John Burke and his willingness to tackle this 21st century hot button issue head on. He's done it with compassion, understanding, and an attitude of reaching out to all who are seeking 
truth. It was my privilege to be interviewed by TV radio host Sean Hannity a few years ago. He wanted to know about heaven. I shared my thrilling visit to the gates of heaven following my catastrophic car crash. Hannity seemed extremely interested. Then he posed this question, is heaven boring? His other guest on the program that evening was Pastor Saddleback Church and best-selling author Rick Warren. Warren laughed out loud at Hannity's questions. You can't be serious. Heaven is a glorious place, never boring. He went on to share the extraordinary activities of God's home. Heaven is a real place. The more we know about it, the more we should anticipate it. As I have often suggested, heaven is a prepared place for prepared people. After presenting research combined with incisive commentary and critique, Burke asked the ultimate question, are you prepared for life after death? It's last breath here, next breath somewhere else. Burke celebrates what happens next. If you're ready to go, he comments that people can't imagine heaven, so they don't live for it. How stunningly true. Experience in heaven is the most real thing that's ever happened to me. I did not want to come back. If you've ever been there, you don't want to be here. But when I did come back here, I intensified my efforts exponentially to help people understand the free gift of heaven offered through Christ. It is my fervent prayer that many will read this balanced, revelant, and penetrating analysis of the Bible's report of heaven and these stories of the fortunate few who have experienced heaven during a temporary separation from the earth and will embrace the utterly urgent need to prepare for their crown entrance into eternity. Now, imagine heaven. Don Piper, June 2015. This is the introduction. The doctors told us mom had only days to live. As she lay in the hospital for two weeks on her deathbed, I read the unedited manuscript of Imagine Heaven out loud to my sister and mom. I don't know if mom heard it from her comatose state, but by the end, my sister's comments was, I want to go with her. I felt the same not in a death wish, morbid kind of way, but with a Christmas morning childlike excitement for the exhilarating life to come. I hope this book does the same for you. Although all of us face death, not all of us have an expectant hope for the future beyond this life. I believe that this is because we just can't seem to imagine it. Imagine heaven will undoubtedly help you do just that. Heaven and near-death experiences when people clinically died and were resuscitated and claimed to have gotten a peek into the afterlife have been a hot topic of late. Usually we're asked to take a person's word for it, but I've never been one to gullibly believe every story of seeing heaven. As a result, this book has been slow coming. Over the past 35 years, I've read or heard close to 1,000 near-death stories. There are millions out there. I started seeing amazing commonalities across the stories. 
Intriguing detailed descriptions by doctors, professors, commercial airline pilots, children, people from around the globe. Each gave a slightly different angle to what started to look like a very similar picture. During that same 35-year time frame, I went from a career in engineering to full-time ministry. The more I studied the Christian scriptures on my own and in seminary, the more intriguing and confusing reading about near-death experiences became. Intriguing because so many of them described the picture of the afterlife found in the scriptures. Confusing because individuals' interpretations of the experiences could widely vary, even seem at odds with the scriptures. After reading hundreds of near-death experience accounts, I started to see the difference between what they reported experiencing and what the interpretation they might give to that experience. While interpretations vary, I found the shared core experience points to what the scripture says. In fact, the more I studied, the more I realized that the picture scripture paints of the exhilarating life to come in the common experience that near-death experience describes. Some Christians say that near-death experiences should be rejected because these tales of the afterlife deny the sufficiency of Scripture and therefore add to God's revelation. I respectfully disagree, and I've included scriptural references throughout the book to show how aligned the Scriptures actually are with the common experience. Do these experiences add color and detail that help us vibrantly imagine the life to come? Absolutely. Think about it this way. The scripture tells us that all creation declares the glory of God. But if you actually witness a glorious sunset of explosive colors where the bluest Hawaiian ocean crashes into the majestic mountain line beaches of gold, Now you've experienced the black and white words of the scripture in a color-saturated way that can glorify God even more. Near-death experiences do not deny or supplant what scripture says. They add color to scripture's pictures. But of course, like any gift from God, people can miss what God wants them to understand, misinterpret the experience, or even worship the gift instead of the gift giver. I include... Over 100 stories of people who were clinically dead or near death were revived and had amazing details to report. Some of them I personally interviewed, but most I compiled from reading about their experiences. Given this, I cannot vouch for each individual's authenticity or credibility. Some near-death experiences I will quote because their reported experience correlates with other experiences in scripture. Yet I do not agree with their interpre- with their interpretations or conclusions. And even if some turn out to be fraudulent, like the boy who made up the near death ex- the near death story for attention, this does not concern me because the stories I've chosen could be replaced with many other describing much of the same things. I also do not advise forming a worldview of the afterlife from a few people's interpretations. But what I'm trying to do is show you something amazing 
that I think God is showing me. I'm writing from the perspective of a convinced Christian, but I was not always convinced. I've studied the world's religious, and as a former skeptic, my passion is helping skeptical people consider the many reasons that keep me believing. If you're still skeptical about God, the afterlife, or even religious leaders, this book is for you. You will get a thorough understanding of the picture of heaven from the Bible, but don't worry. This isn't like a theological textbook. It reads more like a novel. If nothing else, it would open your eyes to the millions of accounts out there that have convinced skeptical doctors, atheists, college professors, and many others, all whose stories you'll read that heaven is real. Could people make up stories or fabricate detail to sell more books? Yes. For this reason, I've tried to choose stories from people with little to no profit motive, orthopedic surgeons, commercial airline pilots, professors, neurosurgeons, people who probably don't need the money but have credibility to lose by making up wild tales. I've also included children, people from predominantly Muslim, Hindu, and Buddhist countries, and people who did not write books. Amazingly, they all add color to a similar grand picture of the afterlife. And that's my main motive in writing this book, to help you imagine heaven so you'll see how wise it is to live for it, plan for it, make sure you've prepared for a safe arrival someday. Two days after reading this book to my mom and sister in the hospital, my mom breathed her last. My sister and I were in the room hugging, blessing my mother and celebrating with her because we knew in that moment she had come alive. Alive like she had never been in years. Alive like she had never been before. Alive like you've never imagined. So join me on the journey and let's imagine heaven. Heaven.